Ellen Weiss, The Uncomfortable Truth. Today, only the best. That's right, only the best. Someone on Facebook, who asked me to connect at one point, stated recently that if a woman, do, if a woman doesn't win the presidential election in the United States in 2020, it could be as long as 2032 before a woman might gain the office. And uh, this person was doing calculations that if a man won and had a, a male vice president, uh, they might spend 16 years in office, two terms each. Now, I don't know who the men were or what the projection was, but I guess that's nothing more than some kind of estimate. And I said, so what? And a dozen or more women began to climb all over me on Facebook. I mean, they were piling on because I said, so what? And I said to them, don't you want the best people in office? And as long as the best people, who cares what gender the person is? And before I left in a hail of bullets, you know, they said to me, well, Trump isn't the best person, but of course that's neither here nor there. I said, Hillary wasn't the best person either. There were two lousy candidates. And then they said to me, yes, but she won the popular vote. Well, who cares? You don't win the presidency by winning the popular vote. You win it by winning the Electoral College, which Trump did in a landslide. But no one wanted to hear that kind of rationale. Nobody wants to hear about the best. They just want to hear about how, in this case, to put a woman in office. One talked of male domination from the inception of the republic. Well, maybe it was the inception of time. I can't remember exactly. Male domination from the inception of the republic, and she wanted reparations now. I remember a woman writing a letter in the Providence Journal here a few months ago, and she said the Catholic Church is the most male-dominated, narrow institution ever, and it should be this and it should be that. Well, it's a theology. Now, you can argue there should be woman priests. I certainly believe so. You can argue there should be married priests. I believe so, and I'm Catholic. But of course it's male-dominated, because right now that's the theology. No one's forcing her to be a Catholic, and I don't think she has the right to force Catholics to change. And a lot of people feel that Hillary Clinton was somehow cheated. She won the popular vote, but of course that doesn't get you the presidency, as I said. But the popular vote, you know, it doesn't matter. She lost in the Electoral College. She lost the minority vote and the blue-collar vote, and for that matter, the women's votes. That is, she didn't gain as much of them as Barack Obama had. So she lost all three from the levels Barack Obama had. Hillary was not immensely liked. That's why she didn't win. It's got nothing to do with being a woman. One woman said to me in Facebook, taking aim, listen, three women are on the ballot now and they can all serve well. I had to point out to her that nobody's on the ballot now. There are three or more women trying to get the Democratic nomination and declare they want to run for president and they'll enter the primaries and they'll debate and presumably they'll be chosen or not but they're certainly not on the ballot. Now, someone said to me that um, Trump's an idiot and a woman should easily do better. Well, perhaps so, but so might another man. I've always wondered about the fact that um, women make a point, or minorities make a point, whomever it is, that they should have their role models and only those role models make sense. So a woman needs to see a woman in an executive position, for example, and therefore she'll have a role model after which she can pattern herself. My position's been somewhat different, and that is anybody should pattern themselves after people who are usually successful 
and emulate those traits, habits, and attributes. And that includes a man looking up to a woman who has great skills and is very successful. And that man could use those skills and emulate what that woman does. What we need is excellence, not just identity excellence. We need to focus on the best and not those just representing some identity. What drives society forward are the best, the talented, the brightest. We should ensure everyone is included in that evaluation and give opportunity for everyone to get there, to show their stuff, to strut their stuff, level playing field, equal starting line, but not an equal finish line. To say that we don't want to take the best because we want another identity to be in that position is worse than biased. It's fatal. I'm always amused by people who say, yes, but we have to give them their turn. And so when I ask at some chapter meeting, well, why is this person speaking today? They're not good. Or why is this person the chair of that committee? They don't know what they're doing. Well, they deserve their turn. And I see this among people everywhere. I see it in business and nonprofits and education and church. People are do their turn. No, they're not. Not if it's important. I remember once in the choir, the, a soloist was awful. His parents gave a lot of money to the church. And so the, the director of music for the church decided that he should have solos during some of the services. And he ruined the services. People would, you know, would, would winch, wince, rather, wince. And I mean, I don't critique the fact that he's trying to sing or that, you know, he's, he's not as good as, he, as other people are. I can't sing at all, but he shouldn't be taking a solo. I certainly never would. I'd, I happily walk out there and read because I'm a great reader. I'm a great speaker, but I'm not going to sing. I can't sing. Not everyone deserves a chance at everything. So it's fatal to give people a chance just because they deserve a chance or just because they share a certain identity. It's fatal to the military, it's fatal to academia, it's fatal to business, it's fatal to sports. Imagine demanding that an NBA team, a National Basketball Association team, must play at least three white guys at any one time, all the time. Insanity. But there you have it. We're hypocrites. You know, we rejoiced when Barack Obama uh, was elected president. Uh, he was a man of uh, mixed race. He had a, a white mother and a black father. He was raised by his mother and maternal grandparents. Uh, and he was elected president twice. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. He was given the Nobel Prize. But how much did black people gain as a result? After eight years, how much better off were black people because we put a black person, a mixed-race person, in the presidency? Did it make a difference? I'm sure he did the best he could, but was it the best that could have been done? I don't know. It's nice to have an identity, folks, don't get me wrong. But to vote solely on that basis, to favor solely on that basis, is fatal to a melting pot. I'm sorry. But it seems to me that is the uncomfortable truth. Mm -hmm.